Welcome to the Found Podcast, a sort of after show for City Reach Oakton's 5pm service, a place to gather as a church to worship God and hear relevant Bible teaching aimed at youth and young adults. We're here to reflect on the sermons and share what we got out of it to help all of us live a life for God's glory. Today, we'll be beginning our series in Anchors, where we rediscover the gospel truth that we are free from condemnation in Christ. Hello everybody, welcome to back to the Found Podcast, if you've seen it before, or welcome if you're new. This is the first official episode. I'm here with my co-host, McKenna Paul, that's me, hello. And I'm Deacon Percy, welcome to the show. Today we're talking about last night's sermon, at the mm-hmm. time of recording this, it's on Monday, which was called... Uh, it was called Freedom from Condemnation, that's what it was. Good one, because I kind of forgot which was why... Oh, uh, that's why you passed it to me, not yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> well, there you go, Freedom from Condemnation, the first part in the series known as Anchors, hmm. which I think is a very nice metaphor. Reminds me of the Hillsong song called Anchor, which is pretty good. Yeah, it's also just like a, a good metaphor, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know, but... Like, you know, like an anchor for your life. Well, who we put our, our trust yeah. in foundation. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. And we'll get into even more metaphors later, but for now, uh, we're just going to talk for a bit. So, how have you been doing, McKenna? Uh, I've been doing pretty good, you know. Um... Today is Monday. It's a beautiful day outside. Absolutely. It feels like spring already. It does, which I'm keen for, actually. I, I didn't realize how keen I was until I was walking here, but I'm really excited for the sun to be out more because yeah. it's just going to be really nice to wear shorts and a t-shirt. Hmm. And, you know, we're, we're in university. We're really in the thick of things now. Got, got some assignments that I've been trying to work on, getting slightly distracted as, as one does. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm in a good spot. Yeah, we're in a pretty good spot. Not bad. And how are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited for uh, spring to come as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I just have like a, a like a pretty strong feeling towards like early to mid spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, October is my favorite month uh, because it's both when my birthday is and it's also just objectively the best month <laughs> because of course all the plant life's growing back and the weather's just right. Um, so yeah. Uh, That'll be exciting when that happens in two months. I never realized you were this keen for, like, spring. I don't know. I've never felt this keen before. I guess I just did a bit of reflecting recently and realized just how much, like... I don't know. It feels like... Because I don't get depressed around winter or anything, but, like, with the miserable weather, spring just kind of feels like uh, like an open hand into a new beginning, I guess. Yeah. Which makes sense because it's when everything starts to come back to life. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a good way of putting it. And it's... Like, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I'm actually more excited than usual. Like, I don't usually, like, think about it too much. I just go, ah, oh, it's have a season. I, maybe that's just part of being out of the school cycle. We have more time to enjoy yeah. this sort of weather. That might be part of it. And we, have, really cool. and we have more friends than ever before that we can go out and do stuff with. This is true. You were just talking about um, having a beach day, which I never thought you would ever say in your life. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just feeling it now. I don't wow. know why. Who are you? I'm just, I'm just enthusiastic now. Enthusiastic? Love what? Loving things? What is this? I know. It's like I'm enjoying life or something. This is incredible. I cannot believe. And that's just the importance of community, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, you know, community is such a powerful thing that we can enjoy new things in life. If you're listening and already belong to a community, uh, that's great. I guess, yeah. Uh, and if you appreciate it as much as we do, that's fantastic because this community is just really great. It is really great. Uh, and if you're listening to this and are not a part of a community, then I'd recommend becoming a part of one because it's just mwah, beautiful. 
It is quite beautiful. As long as the people in the community are also beautiful. Like in a like in an inside way. Like cool. Good point. Don't go to the wrong communities, kids. The what whatever that is, we don't really it's hard to know what is well, I guess I don't know. You got we we, we when we grow people when people grow up, they gotta kinda figure out what is a good community and what is not a good community based on their understanding, I suppose. And also I guess their life experience. And their life experience, that's true. Which kids don't have much of, but Yeah, well <laughs> you learn. You make mistakes and you learn. That's yeah. that's kind of the fun of life. Message of the day, folks. You live and you learn. From Sonic Adventure Two, the song. Wow. By Crush Forty. No one knows what that means at all. Who's listening to this podcast? I'm just gonna be real. You might want to explain. I'm sure. It. I'm sure there's someone who knows the song "Live and Learn" by Crush Forty, featured in the video game Sonic Adventure Two. Oh, it's a video game. That makes more sense. Yes. I mean, I knew it was a video game. I'm but sure. Just, I'm sure. Like just for the people at home. Good amount of people listening from home would know what Sonic is. Yeah, I guess. But Sonic is a multimedia brand now as well. We've got we got the movie, the live action movie, the funny Twitter account, the funny Twitter account, the animated series is that's coming out. Sometime. There's also no, there's been no, before that as well. True, yeah. Like Sonic Underground, Sonic X, Sonic Boom, Sonic Sat AM. I think that's how it's abbreviated. Oh, interesting. There's been a lot of a lot of Sonic shows. There's Sonic Comics. Oh yeah, there's plenty of them. So when you say Sonic Adventure Two, that can mean anything. Yeah, because there's definitely other Sonic things called Sonic Adventure Two. Well, yeah, but not everyone's gonna know that, Deacon. I mean, I, I know. It's, I mean, I know it's a video game from the Dreamcast, <laughs> but not ev- most people don't. Yeah, it, well, it is a Dreamcast game, right? Yeah, yeah. Which was then later ported to GameCube and then got an HD remaster in 2012, I think. That is some fun facts, guys. You gotta remember that Sonic Adventure 2 got a HD remaster in 2012. Unless I'm wrong, which is entirely possible, but I don't think I am. No, I think I think I think you're kind of right. 2012 was kind of the time where Sonic, because Sonic CD got re-released in. 2011, 2011 yeah yeah Man, so was, 20, 2011 was a while ago now huh it was uh this is like 10 years this is 2011's 10th 10 year anniversary yeah congratulations to 2011 for You've being around 10 years old 10 years <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh all right let's get into it shall we absolutely i agree so we should probably introduce it first actually yeah uh last night's message was delivered by ollie very well i might add mm-hmm, um i agree yeah so uh, probably should have thought of this b- beforehand because I don't know how to. That's okay. Sum it up, I guess. <laughs> Would you like me to sum it up? Uh, by all means. All right. Well, so last night we had, as we mentioned before, freedom from condemnation. The first part of the series called Anchors, and and this kind of goes into my my initial thoughts generally, but sort of the whole objective of the of this series that we're doing over the next four weeks, which is exciting. The Found Podcast will be here too cover every single sermon yep well that's the intention but sort of this the because basically when he describes an anchor all he's describing about uh gospel truths to anchor your life you know like the truth about jesus the truth that we are free the truth that we do not need to be boggled down by sin anymore basically which we will get more into which we will get more into and and then the other part he's talking about then the outcome of it the whole objective of the sermon series is that we is that we grow um, in Christ and grow specifically in resilience, in faith, in trust, and in joy. And that was something that actually, that whole objective really spoke to me, particularly the idea of growing trust in Christ. You know, I think that's something that I'm excited to do. I guess excited, yeah, excited to grow that trust more in Him because that's something that I've always struggled with. So, you know, to have a new series where 
we're kind of exploring that, being reminded about what is the truth when we now that we are Christians, or what the truth is when you do become one, it's so exciting and I think really encouraging. And, you know, I think this first sermon definitely showed that. Hmm. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, and this first sermon was mostly about how sin doesn't really define us anymore mm. and how we're f- we are free so i'm going to be condemned in that I- our identity isn't in sin anymore it is in christ so we don't have to worry about it pretty much well not necessarily well yeah we don't have well, to. well i mean we have to worry about it in terms of like being tempted into it but like we yes. don't have to worry about you know guilt well yeah we don't we don't have to sit there and and go like oh i keep messing up so many times i'm you know, feel like a spiritual failure is one mm. of the things that Ollie mentions. We don't have to constantly feel that. We can instead go, we said we can, because one of the big things I thought he talked about was this idea that I think compared, because the world, you know, the world kind of says, you know, we're, good, we're, we're naturally good natured people, right? And, you know, that's a nice thought. And to some extent, you know, it's like, well, I, that kind of makes sense, I guess. But, but we see in the Bible that, that inherently in all of us, there is something sinful there is something bad there's it's, it's just people trying to tell themselves that they're good well yeah kind of actually yeah that sounds really depressing it is kind of it, well, it does kind of that's inherently the nature of sin and yes. since and, and we accept that everyone is sinful then what we're meaning is inherently there is something bad about us i guess mm. to, to put it simply and so that ends by understanding that and by going oh i'm actually like, like, like the fact even though i'm saved by christ i still have that in me and I'm actually fighting it, and Paul talks about that. We're fighting with it. There's that sense that you know, it's like, oh, I don't know. Am I actually, am I actually free from it? It's like, well, well, you are. It's just that, and this has come to another point about the idea about like he said, like it's like, what did he say? He said something about a bear, like an injured bear, a wounded bear a that's wounded, on like its last legs. Yeah, a wounded bear is on its last legs. It's gonna and be. It's, it's gonna fight stronger than it exactly would if it wasn't injured. Yeah, that yeah, that that's what it was. Desperate struggle, basically. Mm. Like, that was a, such a great way of putting it back on. Like, oh, the reason I feel like, you know, because like sometimes you sit there and go, oh, well, I'm a Christian now. I believe in this. Why is sin harder? The reason is, is because sin knows that you're doing what it doesn't want you to do, which is a good thing because we don't really care about what sin. Well, we don't want to go with sin. So that's kind of an encouragement in of itself, I feel like. Take that, Lucifer. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, and that, that was really, I just found overall encouraging. Anyways, that was, I think, a summary of what it I was. Guess, yeah, was that the initial thoughts and highlights as well? Um, like... that, that was sort of my initial thoughts as well. Yeah, but um, well, yeah. what were your initial thoughts then? Um, honestly, I kind of wanted more. Like, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that I wasn't satisfied. It's just that I was like so engaged with the sermon that like, the time Ollie called the band back up, it felt like we we're only halfway through. And I was, I was like, I want more, Ollie. Please speak more. I'm, I'm really liking this. Oh. But uh, that's that's not like uh, that's not like a detriment to the message. It was really good. I think it's that's, a, com- I think that's a, a huge compliment, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. you want more, you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, more. I wanted to hear more about it because I was loving it so much. But um, and you will next yeah. week. And also, I am also yeah, I'm also just like excited to learn more about like becoming more resilient as a Christian and putting more trust in God, mm. the anchor aspect, as it were. Yeah. I think yeah, that's a really good point. I've never thought about that actually. Going like you want more from a sermon, like not like in a, like isn't that, what an exciting thing that is to want yeah. more. Like, like you're you're listening to what 
like you know partly you know the word of god and that explanation and wanting more that's exciting it's like the, you, that makes yeah, me excited the economic law of supply and demand um <laughs> <laughs> it's now working within an organized non-for-profit organization good job city reach Woo! <laughs> all right anyway yeah that was about all my initial thoughts and highlights i think you went into like a lot of detail that i did i just kind of rambled a bit yeah but oopsies was I mean, it, a- it was good ramble oh okay Anyways, um, there was like a like a one question which was divided into two questions that Ollie asked. So we thought just like last week we would um break it down. So Deacon, are you ready to answer a question within a question? Yes, I am. All right. So, what does it mean to you that you belong to Jesus now? And the second question that goes with that. How does that change your attitude towards sin? Answering both at once that might be a little tricky, but I reckon I'm up to it. You got it. So, to me, what it means to belong to Jesus is that we as Christians, um, you know, once we accept once we accept God, um, we don't suffer from the curse of death anymore. You know, we're granted an eternal life in heaven with him and every other angel ever. It's it's pretty great. And yeah, so that's that's one answer to the question. But um, and as we were, as one of the metaphors uh, was, we're not married to sin anymore. We're married to God, which, mm. yeah, go back to the wounded bear metaphor. It starts clawing back at us uh, because, uh, yeah, now we've got like the Holy Spirit flowing through us. It's great. Yeah, we also don't need to, as Ollie mentioned this, we don't need to question if um, if we've if we have to reach some some sort of spiritual standard. Or if we're, or if we're saved, or if we're worthy of being saved, which is something that I do sort of worry about a lot, is like, am I worthy of being saved? And the answer is, no, none of us are, because <laughs> because we're all truth. filthy sinners. But um, yeah, because uh, we are saved. Nothing we can do about it. Sorry. But I do want to interject something because I was reading um, Romans eight this morning, okay, which we'll come back to. Because one of the oh, actually no, was it Romans? I don't know what it was. I have a Romans Just seven or Romans it. eight. Um, which was the idea, like, like he talks about, Paul talks about us being God's elect, you know, that we are chosen. And I think that kind of ties to your point about, are we, you know, are we saved? It's like, well, right there, Paul's going, you, you are saved. Like, 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 that thing that you, I have chosen you. He has chosen us to be saved and not to go into a whole conversation about election. It's not a democratic election, by the way. Yeah. We're talking about theological election, <laughs> but, but even just on a basic level of like that encouragement, go like, he he knows you, he loves you, and he chose you. I think that's really encouraging. Anyways. Uh, continuing from what I said before about how we may worry about if we're actually saved or if we're worthy of being saved. Another question that I I think I've definitely asked myself before is, are we truly Christian if we continue to sin? Which, you know, we are. Because, yeah, that's just a natural part of being human, the temptation of sin. Mm. And, you know, we'll fall back into it, probably. I think I think it's safe to say that most Christians do. Well, no one's perfect, so inherently that yeah. Would imply that I mean, inherently thing. we're the least perfect things ever, besides Lucifer. But I guess. Well, not really. I mean, Lucifer. Uh, well, I don't, I, Satan. I, I take no your idea. take your alias. No, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. To be honest, well, pick but, pick the alias um, for Satan. But like there's the, a few of them. but there's instead the idea because we started off as perfect, made in God. It's just that we've been wounded. And now we are imperfect, but yeah, good point. But you know, but then like at the you know at the end of all this, when we go when heaven is re, you know when heaven comes back and Jesus comes back, you know we're all in there. Then we are perfect once again, hmm. 
I mean, and that's why I guess the time comes we are made perfect in Christ because because that's it that you know we will be I suppose perfect once He comes back, and and we and we'll go to heaven because we believe in Him. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so something else that uh, I find meaning in when belonging like uh, in the fact that we belong to Jesus is that like none of our really existential worries matter. Like, um, mm. kind of stuff like, oh, um, this is how I'm spending my time. Obviously, that that kind of matters to our lives now. But, like, in the grand scheme of eternity, I don't think we really have to worry much about, like, does what I'm doing have any proper personal meaning to myself? Do Should I have to worry about, like, um, I guess the things I do? Or, well, I guess we do have to worry about that in terms of, like, you know, falling back into sin. But, like... You know, we don't have to worry about, uh, like, okay, what will happen when I die? Um, mm. You know, it just sort of removes that fear, I guess, if anything I just said makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I think I know what you mean. Like, the idea, like, well, like, obviously, we don't want to fall back into sin, and we want to make sure that we are spending our time in glorifying God and serving Him, but that action of doing that is so broad, I suppose. Like, there can be many things that it lowers... Like, like, basically, all we have to do is focus on the Holy Spirit and God and following that, and we will be making good use of our time. Because mm. serving God is making good use of our time, full stop. Yeah. Anyway, what uh, what does it mean to you to belong to Jesus? Uh, yeah, sure. I think it's kind of similar to you, in a way, when we're talking about fear and stuff. Like, the first thing that came to mind was not worry about the future or the present. Like, I don't need to have that. I can be... I don't need to really be anxious about those sort of things because often I do. You know, I kind of think, oh, what's... You know, even like the future, like, oh, well, you know, what, what am I going to do with my uni degree? Or what am I... If, I'm, if what I'm doing right now, is that worthwhile? Or is this actually going towards anything? Like, I'm always thinking about that value, like what you kind of you were talking about. Yeah. And that changes my attitude towards sin. Now, I don't have to worry about that because, you know, we're just talking about God has given us that path to serve and everything's going to work out. And that changes my attitude towards sin because then I suddenly go, well, I don't need sin in my life because God has given me, you know, Him and His Spirit and His directive to serve Him, and that's all that we really need. It's all that we need, and that and that makes people go, well, then sin can just, you know, go away, and that's and that, and that's fine with me, and that's great because that means I can enjoy God more. Now, obviously, in reality, we still have sin, like the sin is still in us, but it is not a part of us, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. But that's, that's really exciting for me. And then another thing that made me think about, you know, what it means to belong to Jesus is having that confidence as well, which is, this is basically me kind of like the opposite of what I just said before, but having the confidence that everything in life will work for God's glory. Hmm. You know, the, you know, there are those times where you go, you know, what is, what is going to happen right now? What's, what am I going to do? And even if I don't see it, I can sit there and go, look, this situation that I don't really like is still going to work out for God's glory. How? I don't know, but it will. You know, because like I, you know, I was thinking about last night, you know, God uses, God can use bad things for good. Like, I don't know, Ollie said that. He said, our sin could be stories for, for God's glory. Mm. Like he said, like, that's, like, what an encouraging thing that is, that he can use good out of everything, even the worst stuff like sin. Like, that's awesome. And so, like I said, that changes my attitude to sin to go like, you know, like, I don't, I don't make myself an excuse to sin sometimes, like, you know, being, even like something like being lazy. You know, I don't, I don't sit there and go, oh, it's fine to do that because I'm overwhelmed with life. I don't, you know, I can just sit there and go, well, actually, no, I should be, instead of responding to like a scary situation or unknown situation by sinning or drawing myself away, instead, I can jump in there with confidence knowing that God, that it's going to work out for God's glory. Mm-hmm. And that's really encouraging for me. 
Yeah. So Deacon, as we're starting to wrap up this episode, I guess, um, what's your general application or takeaways from the sermon? Well, um, I think we spoke about it before, but something that Ollie talked about, you know, I think really stuck out to me because it's something that I myself struggle with a lot is um, the guilt of sin and how crushing that it can be to experience that. Just, yeah, that overwhelming feeling that you're just terrible, not worthy of being saved, uh, that kind of thing. Sorry to get really serious, but um, yeah, all of that should, uh, like all of that um, we shouldn't have to worry about because that guilt over sin is evidence that we're married to God, as it were, that um, it's, yeah, it's evidence of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. It's just, yeah, it shows that, you know, we are Christian and that we're dedicated to God and trying to work for His glory. Yeah, it's so true because it's like, because if you feel ashamed about it, then that implies, that clearly shows that you don't want it in your life. Yeah. And I think, and in many ways, you know, the first step or something to overcoming something is knowing that you don't want it in your life. Yeah, and that and that spiritual battle um, that I think Ollie described it as is, you know, it's sin, yeah, um, going back to the wounded bear metaphor, it's sin on its on its last legs trying to claw its way back mm. and take control of ourselves and to yeah to take us away from lifestyle uh that revolves around god mm. and yeah so uh if you if you are feeling uh guilt over sin um i think the takeaway here should be to rather than feeling guilt over that guilt i guess uh let it encourage you more because it means that that you are christian and that you seek to bring glory to god because yeah it's evidence of god like god working in your life and that's pretty great i think yeah i agree and i think also like it's also opportunity to ask god for forgiveness as well and that can be such a blessing you know and even like opening up to someone else about your sin can be really good because like then, you know, that, that's someone else who's taken that, someone, I guess, physical that you can see and they can pray for you and that can be... Maybe when you just say something, you know, when you say something, you let it out, I feel like it takes a weight off you sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So, and, like, and so utilizing that and knowing that that praying that people praying for you or, you know, praying to God and that encouragement that you get from others um, can be really helpful as well to sort of, you know, because once you, once you pray that prayer to God and ask for forgiveness, He gives it to you if you believe in Him mm. and... That and that's it. We're good, and that's such an encouragement as well. Yeah, I think um one other thing I wanted to bring up was I don't think it's something that I necessarily struggle with, but um Ollie brought up like was it the two two types of like two types of sinners, two types of sinners. Yeah, those who are unaware and those who despair. Correct. I think myself as a despair kind. Um, I think by my own judgment of myself that I'm think i'm pretty aware of like my faults as a christian i may not entirely be you know aware of everything that i've done wrong necessarily yeah i think uh it's important uh i guess to just consciously make ourselves aware of what sins we are committing because you know it's important that we recognize what we do wrong so that we can take those steps to overcome it Mm. yeah absolutely i'm (laughs) yes i absolutely agree yeah i I guess i should share some of my points now absolutely yeah okay all right sweet i think some of these are quite similar to yours 
Um, but yeah, to not be disheartened by by sin now that it's fighting harder, hmm. you know, because I know that it's wounded, as you said, that is such an encouragement. I'm, I don't know, like such a different, pers- it gives you such a different perspective on things. It's kind of like a weird love triangle, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to make a metaphor about like an ex-wife thing, the <laughs> marriage sort of thing. Oh, yeah, that, that metaphor was brought up in the message. Yeah, so like expand, you know, it, I mean, that kind of is what it is, I guess, you know, in a way. Don't take back your ex-wives, folks. Don't. Well, or husbands. Well, I don't know. Anyways, but but I think the other thing too was, for me, I, it reflected a bit on my um, perfectionism. You know, this idea that I want to do really well at everything. I want to, you know, like not just like spiritually, but just in academically or just in social life everything right yeah, of course you no know, that you know, the crippling perfectionism as it is and this is such an and that you know that perfectionism that high bar can lead to a lot of you know despair or feeling of a failure mm. or like not like you haven't done enough right and and, and for me that that was a real encouragement to remind that I, I i don't need to be perfect and more importantly i can't yeah like, i literally can't it's impossible so by so i, but I can revel in the fact that 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 by focusing on the Holy Spirit and what He can do in me, then I suppose then then, then we can do good things that serve God, and that is awesome, yeah. and that's and that's why I want to focus on, and you know still try my best, but not but not sit there and go like didn't do that exactly right. What am I going to do? You know, actually, but be and say that's okay because I got because God's with me and He's going to work through me, hmm. and even and I liked actually um, in the passage. Um, from Romans 7. Uh, there's this part where clean, there's this clear part um, where Paul clearly says like sin isn't him anymore. Like in verse 20, part of verse 20, Paul basically says like it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it, which I kind of said a bit earlier, but that's directly it. Like that part, like it's two separate things. Like I am no longer, sin is no longer a part of me, but it is still in me in a way. Yeah. But that doesn't, but it's not me. I have a new identity. I'm in Christ. And that's really cool. Because once you have that mindset to go, I'm not part of sin, you know, like like getting bogged down in sin and go like, no, like this isn't me. We're going away from it. And you just keep doing that. And, you know, is it a lifelong thing? Yeah, probably. But that's okay because we're doing it for God. And going back to uh, a week ago now, maybe a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, um, we can always pick that cross back up mm. and keep going. Uh, I think Tony said that at youth, so... Yeah, I, I guess that's yeah, a, just a little bit unrelated to the found service, but like, yeah, I think it still works. It's hundred percent related. Yeah, yeah, and and again, that's idea of forgiveness. Like, mm. he does. He's a, he's a loving God that wants us. Yeah, that, that he want he wants us, and that's awesome. And I think the final thing that I took away, and this is possibly a slight plug-in, because Ollie mentioned the uh, the oh. um, the seven eight challenge. Oh yeah. Yes, if 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 those of you who either. Uh, listen to the sermon on the found podcast feed which is up now over there on sunday night you will know there's this challenge to read romans 8 every day in the month of august i believe that's what it was hmm. and i and i read it this morning to start it off um it's such a great chapter it's actually really i forgot how good romans 8 was yeah i'll have to get to it at some point you should really you should really do the challenge it's really it's a yeah. great it's a I d- great I definitely chapter. want to it's a great cha- it's a great chapter and I think one of the highlights for me was um, being reminded, which I'll read out to you. Romans, I have my Bible with me, so excuse me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Romans, we are prepared. Yeah. We are prepared. Romans 8, verse 15. Um, we'll get in the last point in particular, but I'll read it all out. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received 
brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. Which which was a big reminder to me because whenever I pray, I always say, Abba, Father. And I always I sometimes just forget where, where, where I got that from, which was from this. And just that idea about like, you know, like, like he owns us. He wants us. We are adopted in him. Mm. Like he is our children. And even that last... We're week, his children. Yeah, yeah we're his children. Sorry. <laughs> we're his children. And just that. And even where it says, and by him, we cry. Like we cry. We want him. We need him. And like that was, you know, it's such a, it's like an such an emotional thing, but also such a, an amazing thing. Mm. I think, you know, and that and that helps me to say that like, oh, when I say Abba Father, it's like I want him, I want to be with him, I want to interact with him. Mm. So that was, yes, yeah, so that was a real good encouragement for me as well. So everyone, make sure you do the Romans seven eight challenge. It's it's really I, I'm pretty keen to keep to read it over and over again. And if you want to cry, let's cry together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, you know, like the main message in Inside Out, it's okay to cry sometimes. Yeah, haven't watched that movie in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me as well, but it's a great movie. Inside Out, ex- excellent. I think it's probably one of my favorite Pixar movies. But anyway, uh, is is that all we? I think that's all we wanted to. We've spoken through everything, right? I think we're ready to wrap up. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, thank you for listening to yeah. the found podcast thank you for also everyone who's given us like feedback or just like general encouragement yeah, we really appreciated that so yeah um yeah. i'm McKe- uh i'm mckenna <laughs> uh i'm deacon and i'm mckenna and we will see you again next week the found podcast is part of city reaches family of podcasts that bring glory to god and joy to the city it is hosted and written by myself mckenna paul and deacon percy music is by campbell james Our producer is Pastor Ollie Van Roof, and we are very grateful for this opportunity to serve. If you'd like to keep up with the found sermons that happen every week, then please subscribe to this podcast feed. You can also check out the City Reach Oakton podcast feed to listen to the morning sermons. You can visit City Reach Oakton in person by visiting our Sunday services that happen at 9am, 11am and 5pm. We'd love to see you there. And if you want to go deeper into the Bible, we have community groups every Wednesday at the church offices in the Red Building is a big glowy city reach sign you cannot miss it we also have the youth program on friday nights for students from year 6 to 12 find out more about the wider city reach family please visit cityreach.com.au and if you would like to send us any feedback or prayer requests then you can email us using found at cityreach.com.au